Episode 106. Thank you all for listening to episode 105, The Raiders of Bojangles. I'm Gary here with my co-host. The Shiv. And that's it. Yeah, that's all you're getting. <laughs> that's all we're getting here. Uh, we had a fun time on the sports episode. We did. That was a good one. Yes. Talked a lot about anything but sports. <laughs> we talked about porn stars and health insurance. We got political for a minute. For like 90 <laughs> seconds. Don't make that the whole episode. <laughs> we talked uh, about Hoosiers, which was a great movie. You know, the NASCAR standings. We gave a good preview of AFC West and, uh, and the Big 12. Yeah. I think it was a good time. But this is the wrestling episode. We're going to keep this one shorter than that one. Uh, so thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, the first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Next, thanks to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Give him a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area. And not. Chandler, Arizona. Chandler, Arizona. Suburb of Phoenix. I've been there. They don't have grass. That's why he doesn't go there. <laughs> yeah. You know, that I did give him, years ago, I gave him the idea to have, um, to spray paint the grass green. And yeah. so he did it to his own lawn where he lives. And he had the brightest grass of anybody in the neighborhood because he spray painted it with that green shit. Well, there's somebody who lives in the uh, town that he lives in. Yeah, uh, I've driven by the house several times just to verify that they still do this, where they've covered their entire yard, front and backyard, with uh, pavers, like the ceramic tile. Really? This god-awful rust-brown, orangish ceramic tile covering all their grass. I don't know if they have allergies and they're trying to keep the grass away, but the entire yard, front and back, covered in pavers. That, that's just odd to me. Yeah, you can look it up on Google Earth and find oh, it. Oh, God, too. I don't even know if I want to do that. <laughs> but I, I might have to at some point. Uh, thank you to Tim at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. Go to verizon.com, find a sales rep in your area. Thank you to Cassandra at PNC and White House. Visit Cassandra there or give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help you with all your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, or personal banking. She is there to help. Also, thank you to Steve at Savage & Associates who helped us out on episode 100. Got us frickers, got us a spot. We had a great time. Um, Like we said, looking forward to episode 200, which will be next summer. Uh, The pod beats Patty Boggs 2, Blank Boogaloo. Still looking for names for that. I like Deuce Bigaloo. Boogaloo. <laughs> Deuce <laughs> Boogaloo. It serves multiple purposes. Yes, it does. It's a. It's two. Oh, my God. That's great. That might have to be it. That's fantastic. The pod beats Patty Boggs 2. Deuce Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. So I found the house. <laughs> Did you find the house? Uh, yeah, I'm on Google Maps right now. It's all... If it, it's off of Liberty, and there's the satellite. Oh, shut view. up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Front and backyard. <laughs> completely covered. You actually found it. Yeah, it's on Liberty. So oh. next time you want to drive down there, yeah, it's oh hilarious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I still can't get over Deuce Boogaloo. That's fantastic. That has to stick. I, I, I'm already voting it. Hopefully Bear likes it. Well, that's why I'm here, you know. The pod beats Batty Boggs 2, Deuce Boogaloo. <laughs> There you go. That's fair. Did you guys ever do anything like, did you do any Boogaloo episodes? 
we did. I feel like you did. Yeah, the second time we went to the tattoo shop and got us all tatted up, um, we did the grown-ups something to something boogaloo. Yeah, Was it electric boogaloo like they do it in the show? Charday <sighs> Mac Dennis 2? You know, while you're running through your remainder of your spiels, I'll look up our uh, SoundCloud account. And <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, find it. No, that, that was the end of that, actually. So um, what I do want to talk about, so there are several things that happened, and uh, I, I find it to be very important to talk about. And, oh, my gosh, I just got, I, I got cut off. See, this is what happened. This is why I don't carry my phone or I shouldn't. I just got a text from uh, somebody. It says they got their mother's eyes. And Jesus Christ, it's like a fucking litter of pugs. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't say who sent it to me, but you will see who sent it to me. (laughs) So it's fantastic. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Oh, it's so good. So I I made a mistake. It's uh, it's uh, our podcast (laughs) episode was episode 63, Kings and Queens Part 2, and Clay was petitioning hard for Electric Boogaloo. But I remember I I won with The Legend of Curly's Gold because... (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to make Brandon say it. See, he has to he has to say what the episode is at the front. And we we give him the stupidest things to say. The legend of Curly's gold. Right. Well, at least we're going to be able to play it. The pod. I still love that. Pod beats Patty Boggs two. Deuce, Deuce. Boogaloo. Because <laughs> it plays so many parts, it's just perfect. Oh gosh, that's that that's got to stick. Episode two hundred. You guys will be there for that again. I hope um, so. Yeah. You know, hopefully, and and I'm going to tell people to invite their wives or girlfriends if they have them, because they can drink wine. We'll get some wine, whatever. They drink liquor, beer, doesn't matter. We'll count it. If you have wine and beer there, that's really all you need to get my significant other there. And um, and I I don't think I'm going to put names on the back of the shirts next year. I'll just put the logo. We'll have like the same design here to say episode 200. Or uh, it might not even say it. It'll say the pod beats Patty Boggs 2. And at the bottom, Deuce Boogaloo. There you go. Uh, and then maybe on the back, maybe on the top of the back, it'll say episode 200. And we'll have the logo. I think it'll go. work out great. Oh, my gosh. That is, you made my whole day with that. I just need <laughs> you to understand that is just a fantastic name. Oh, gosh. So, All Elite Wrestling, you're familiar that this is coming on hot. And, you know, they've, they've already got August, October 2nd, they're going to be on TNT. They're going to be on Wednesdays. So there's other news that I'm going to get to later. But something big that has happened this, this uh, for All Elite Wrestling. So All Elite Wrestling signed Tony Schiavone. Okay. So I don't know if you knew that. So Tony Schiavone, and it was funny, I was listening to Jim Ross. He's got a, he's got a podcast. He's always had one, but now he's part of um, – he, he – the – there's several podcasts out there, like What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and um, uh, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Bruce Pritchard. Have you listened to any of them? Uh, no, and I'm aware of who all of those people are, though, which is a big win for me. I know that Bruce was uh, Bubba Love, right, or something like that. What was it? Brother was it? Love. Brother Love, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Brother Love. So Conrad Thompson hosts all three of them, right? And he started something to wrestle. So it's just amazing to me. This actually helped people get jobs back. Like Bruce is a main guy again with WWE. Bischoff is the executive director of SmackDown. 
Tony Schiavone just signed with AEW, and then Conrad Thompson added on grilling JR. So he has JR, Jim Ross, and Jim Ross is with AEW too. And Jim Ross is a color guy, and uh, or he's a commentator for AEW. They've got Tony Schiavone, and just this past episode I was listening to, it was a Q&A with Jim Ross on grilling JR. He said he'd love to work with Tony Schiavone again, and they fucking signed him this week. How amazing is that? That's nice. And they're talking, you remember Mike Tanay? He no. was another announcer there next to Tony Schiavone. They're talking about signing him too. This should be interesting. And you probably didn't hear this because you don't listen to too much of, of a lot of wrestling things going on. But uh, NXT, you're familiar with NXT. Yes. Okay, Triple H kind of runs that. Vince is, hopefully Vince starts backing away with w, from WWE in general. But now NXT, starting September 18th, is going to be live on USA. So come October 2nd, when AEW comes around, they're both on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. One on TNT, AEW, and NXT will be on USA. That's pretty sweet. So now WWE is going to have three shows on a week come October. They're going to have Mondays, Raw, Wednesdays, NXT, Fridays, SmackDown. Because SmackDown's moving to Fox. Does the WWE still get uh, interrupted by the Westminster Dog Show? No. That's nice. That's on another channel. I don't I know, know what that, channel that's on now, but it used to that was fuck up issue. Raw every year. Yeah. I got pissed off every year. But uh, nope, not any, not anymore. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because that was a, that was why they moved off of USA for a little while. I remember they went. Where'd they go after USA? And then they went Spike. Back that's it. Which doesn't exist anymore. Right. So it's probably good for them. I would think. I think Spike's the Paramount Network now. Something like that. It could be. I yeah, think you're absolutely right. I um, just watch Ink Master and Bar Rescue. That's that's all I know. I don't watch I don't watch much honestly anymore. Um, just things like I, I kind of stream a lot of shit on Hulu and everything else. But NXT, like we were saying, is going to be on the USA Network from eight to ten on Wednesdays. Counter programming AEW. So wrestling rivalries are back, or they're going to be back. AEW is going to do big, big, big things. So I'm looking forward to AEW when they start. I'm very excited for them. Um, NXT getting on TV, I'm kind of hit or miss on that. Chris Jericho, he sent out a tweet, which I found pretty funny. Congrats to WWE NXT for making the big move to the USA Network. Runners always race faster when somebody is right behind them. Got to be fun to see which team the world decides to join. Hashtag choose Jericho at AEW Wrestling. Nice. I... I don't know. What do you think's gonna? How do you think it's gonna transpire? Um, I don't know. I think you know if they're smart and they do good crossover pay per views, which I'm sure is in the pipeline, which is why they're probably doing this. Kind of like going back to the SmackDown Raw, you know, uh, crossovers. And are, are they gonna have guys interrupting other guys' shows? Oh, yeah. and, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have Raw and SmackDown guys come on to NXT, and they should bring down guys that were that are still prominent. And or that were NXT guys at some point, like Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, uh, Ricochet, any of those guys, bring them down. But I think what's going to be cool is like one of the guys that I like a lot that people don't get to see. There's several guys down in NXT. You know, you got Johnny Gargano's really good. Adam Cole's really good. Uh, Velveteen Dream, he's like 23 years old. He is fucking awesome. But people are going to find out who he is now, which I'm excited for. 
see, I like stuff like that because you can see people who are, you know, up and coming. And you can also see, you know, people who may be a little past their prime but still have something to offer, you know, the entertainment world. So that's cool. Right. And um, another thing with AEW, so John Moxley, or as many people know him as Dean Ambrose, was hurt. I don't know the extent of it. I didn't look into it, but he was hurt this week. Uh, another thing going into um, WWE, the Jim Johnson, who used to do the music for wrestling, you remember like a lot of the themes from back in the day, yeah. it was all Jim Johnson, Jim Johnston. And, Shattered glass. Yep. And then uh, now he's got like CFO money was the people that did it. Uh, recently, they don't do it anymore, but they made a lot of good ones like AJ Styles song, Shinsuke Nakamura song. A lot of the songs you heard recently, uh, the new songs are not going to be by them. They are no longer part of WWE and have not been for several months. I was not aware of this. So pretty interesting. Um, you know, I don't know what else to think of it, but... Uh, we'll find out who starts making music. I wish they would just hire like a band or a prominent band that people know and, and let them run with it. I mean, why not? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get Zach De La Roca out of retirement and just have him do music for wrestlers. Oh, dude, I'd, I'd be down in a minute. So while you're uh, scrolling and looking for what you want to find, um, here's the street view of the front yard <laughs> of the house. <laughs> Took me a while to get there. On I had to walk it you on Google. You yeah. Oh my God! That isn't that nuts, though. I mean, their whole yard, all pavers. I got Crazy. the address. I'm gonna have to drive by that now. Yeah. Oh gosh. So what happened on Raw? Um, so Jerry Lawler was in the ring, and like the lights started going out, and you're like, "Oh, it's the Fiend," and he's like, "I've seen this before." So he goes up to the top of the ramp, and the Fiend comes out, who was Bray Wyatt. The Fiend. I don't know if you know this. You know the mask we looked at today at Barnes and Noble from the Joker. Yeah. That's what he's wearing. The the cut my face off Joker mask. Yeah, nice. That's his. That's his. I don't know if you've seen it. No, um, but I have to check this out now. Yes, he. So he came out. He did the mandible claw to Jerry Lawler, and it was pretty interesting. Like it's a. It's not the exact mask, but it's pretty damn close. That's pretty sweet. That's Bray Wyatt underneath yeah. that. He's his, uh his he's new looking character. A little, he's looking a little bit more svelte. Yeah, he's been a, always a big boy. But he's less less hillbilly, more menacing. So, yes. Yeah, that's cool. And his lantern, he'd always come out with a lantern. His yeah. lantern now is his old head. But I don't know how long they're going to let him do that. Kind of like paying homage to Al Snow-level craziness. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What does everybody want? Head. Exactly. So on Raw, uh, Roman Reigns beat Dolph Ziggler. Uh, like we said, The Fiend took out Jerry Lawler. Uh, Booker T came on for Skype to talk about who he thinks is going to win King of the Ring because they're doing the King of the Ring tournament again over several weeks. Um, and he said that he thinks that Drew McIntyre is going to win. Samoa Joe beat Cesaro in a first-round matchup for this. The 24-7 title uh, is a big thing still. I don't know how much you know about the 24-7 title, but it can change. it's like the hardcore title essentially. Anything can happen, but it's called the 24 It's up for grabs anytime. Yes. And you got to be ready to go. It's the best segments. Like, our truth is the biggest part of this, and it's fucking hysterical. So during an interview, you could yep. be in a fight. Yep. Nice. Yep. So he tried to interrupt a Elias performance to get it, and uh, he failed. Ray, Ray Mysterio talked about how he struggled last week. He lost uh, two out of three falls match in, in two 
two matches instead of three. He didn't even get it to three and said he wanted to retire. And then his kid came in, Dominic, and stopped him and convinced him to retract the decision. And he wanted to make his debut by teaming with his father. So they're going to team up. I wonder if his kid will turn on him and join Andrade, who Mysterio has been losing to. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You know, you brought up Chris Jericho earlier, mm-hmm. and um, I listened to a lot of Sirius XM, uh, specifically the Octane Station. Jericho has his own show. Yep. It's called The Rock of Jericho. Mm-hmm. He might be the most musically knowledgeable celebrity that I've ever listened he to. He knows so much shit. He does. And so he'll start naming styles of music and certain guitar players. And, I mean, he knows a lot of people, and it's the industry that he's you know pretty well connected to because of Fozzie. But... It, listening to Jericho as a person has turned me into a Jericho wrestling fan. Dude. You know, I didn't appreciate him as much during his heyday, and I would like to go back and watch you know Jericho with these eyes, you know, and knowing what I know about him now. Yeah, and he he is one of the best wrestlers of all time, and he so he just does whatever he wants to. So he's a best selling author three times. He has. Fozzie, of course. He's an amazing singer. He's he's an amazing wrestler. Now he's he was big in WCW, big in WWF slash E. Now he's going to be big in AEW. He already is. New Japan, he was big. He has Fozzie, like we mentioned. He has the uh, he has that cruise that he does every year. The second year now for the cruise. Yeah, and he now, gets big people to play on it. He has a ton of big people. A lot of uh, older wrestlers show up for it. They do a podcast on it, a few of them, Fozzie headlines for the music. They get comedians on there, like Fluffy's on there this year. Yeah. He's going to be there. Um, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Yep. AEW is the wrestling now on it, on the ship. And I'm like, dude, he's done this. Best-selling author. Music is great. I mean, I, Judas is a great song. Painless is a great song. Painless is great. And he's a nice guy. Yeah. Like an insanely nice guy. He is a busy motherfucker too, and he's a family uh, man. He doesn't stop. Yeah, he doesn't stop. He, like we said, the author, the music. He, he hosted a TV show, uh, that one that where they ran the fucking items off the side of a skyscraper in LA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It only lasted that season, but he he hosted that. He has talk as Jericho, Rock of Jericho. Like he has podcasts. He has so much shit that he has his hands in. Yeah, and he's like. Fuck it. I'm going to do a cruise. Did it last year. Sold it out. This year it's going to be sold out. I mean, it's this guy, anything he touches is gold. Yeah, he's fantastic. And I didn't appreciate him as much because I think when you watch him, he's a good heel. Um, Oh, he's fantastic. He's a good face, but he's a better heel. Yeah, and and you just hate him so much when he's in his heel mode. And he seems so cocky and arrogant. But when you get him away from that and he's out of character, he is so self-effacing he's just a very very down-to-earth guy he knows exactly you know how to play the part but the real chris jericho is just an outstanding human being yeah and and he does a lot for people and he has the what is it when he was in wwe he tries to reinvent himself all the time yeah like when he was in wwe he had the whole thing like you just made the list so he brought out this fucking clipboard that said the list of jericho and he would just say that and hold his pen up and just said you just made the list and put their name on a list a fictitious list now he wears a mask sometimes, and he's starting to look older. You can kind of see it now. Uh, he's got to be 45. Yeah. yeah. 46, 47, somewhere in there. And but you can still have a wrestling career well into your 50s. Yeah. You know, but 
It's I, I, getting back from injuries harder. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. But he he's one of the best. Like we had a discussion. Who do we think has the most all around talent? And it's between him and Dwayne. You know. You know what you guys should do on the show sometime, and you, you should do this with somebody who's more qualified to talk about it than me. But you should talk about Team USA versus Team Canada in terms of wrestling talent. Mm-hmm. And which country has produced the the better quality wrestlers? I like that. I'm gonna write this down. You have, I mean, because you got Triple H, you have Bret Hart, you have Owen Hart, Owen Jericho, Hart, a lot of guys out of Canada who just uh, RVD. You know, that's a good Team Canada versus Team USA, and see who see who's the uh, the king of the continent. You play play it out that way. You pick your guys from each side, and then you do a tourney. A fictitious tournament. I like this. Do a tourney. You're going to have to be here for that because you came up with it. All right. You'll be qualified. That'll be one we have to study for. I also see on your board that somebody picked uh, Bob Evans is better than Cracker Barrel, and I, I have to agree with whoever came up with that, too. That's uh, Well, you see, May 5th, 2019, Bear, Dub, Gray, agree, Bob Evans' breakfast is better than Cracker Barrel. All of us. It's a, we wrote that down because it's the one time we all agreed on something because, like, Brandon thinks Burger King is better than Wendy's. Uh, Don't even think about it. And that's not even true. Not even close. There are items that I like better at Burger King than I like at Wendy's. But if I'm going straight up hamburger, just the hamburger and fries, I'm, I'm going Wendy's. But the spicy nuggets alone. I can't believe you've never had never them. They've been around for years. But I don't eat a lot of fast food. This is true. I, I hardly ever touch fast food. Well, you know, when uh, this whole Whole30 thing ends in September, at some point when you're here in September, that we got to do our Taco Bell challenge. See, not part of the deal for me to go back to Vegas is not only do I have to lose the 40 pounds, of which I'm down, I'm kissing 20, I'm closing in. But and it's, it, and it's only been two weeks. That's pretty maybe amazing. three, maybe three. But I have to keep the forty pounds off. So if I start hitting five guys, you know that's going to be that's going to be an issue. By the way, might be the worst name for any restaurant chain of all time. Because imagine this, you know, <laughs> I'm not feeling well today. Why not? Well, I had five guys last <laughs> night. <laughs> Tore me up. Five guys just running right through me. I mean, that's not a cover, right? Oh. You say that about Red Robin, nobody bats an eye. You say five guys, it changes the whole narrative. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't. Right. That's you can't. A, you'll never think of it the same way again. That's why I won't eat there. What did you do last night? Oh, five guys. I had five guys. <laughs> it was Cause, great. Because, you know, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday, and that's right. what we do on Wednesdays. Right. We have five guys on Wednesday. Did you get the Cajun fries? Did you get the Cajun guy? I don't guy? even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Cajun it, fries? You never had them? No. Really? No. They're I so did, good. I had the uh, I had Burger King Satis fries. Do you remember when that was a thing? No. They were trying to I'm come out I'm saying the with, Cajun fries are at Five Guys. Yeah. I've, I've not had Five Guys uh, burgers and fries in probably two, three years. Really? Yeah. Huh. Something to look into. I'm sure that they're still doing very well without my business. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they don't need me. They're not missing me. No. Yeah, because you just don't want to go say, oh, I had five guys last night. Ran right through me. Right. Tearing me up. It hurt right. my butthole. Right. <laughs> yeah, you just don't. 
<laughs> it doesn't sound good. No, and see, it, something happened. The older I get, the more it's like if I eat fast food, I just I feel sluggish for hours. Right. So I don't want to eat and then take a nap. I, can't, I don't have the time. So would you consider Chick-fil-A fast food? Absolutely, yeah. And you still have problems with that too? Yeah, I don't. Well, I have. Yeah, I don't eat Chick Fil A really either. So it's God's chicken, man. I know it is. It's so good. <laughs> I know they're not missing my business either. They're doing just no. They're fine. not. Their their uh, their spicy chicken sandwich is great. All it has is chicken, the bun, pickles. Done. Well, they brine their chicken in pickle juice. Yeah, that's why it's so good. But yeah, yeah I don't. No, I don't eat fried anything really. If yeah, I wouldn't consider that fried. It is literally fried chicken. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so on Raw again, New Day beat the Revival. Um, you know, Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston had some things here. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss beat Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, and then Cedric Alexander beat Sami Zayn in another first round match for King of the Ring. Um, we talked about Ricochet and The Miz. I don't think we did. Did we talk about Ricochet and The Miz beat Corbin and McIntyre? Nope. No. Um, Ricochet connected with the recoil on Corbin. Um, we skipped over that one. So the big thing here at the end, Sasha Banks came out and attacked again. Uh, but the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway was uh, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins being your universal champion, beat Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson to win the tag team championships for Raw. So now Seth Rollins is the universal champion and a tag team champion. So it's kind of going to lead into he's probably going to fight Braun Strowman. I'm not going to be surprised when that happens. You brought up The Miz. I, I'm i always shocked when he comes up that his career has lasted as long. Because when he first came out, I did not see him having the staying power that he's had. He's been around a lot longer than mm-hmm. I ever thought he would be. And he was always a good heel. And he has, I don't know if you've ever seen it, there's a few promo videos I really like. Uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels before they fought at WrestleMania 26 is my favorite promo of all time. Uh, Rock and Stone Cold was a good one too, but Michaels and and Undertaker going into WrestleMania 26 because it told the backstory of them getting there, how Shawn lost to him at 25 and put his career on the line. And they played it to uh, placebos running up that that hill, running up the running up. Is it just running up the hill? Yeah, running up that hill, whatever. That's what they played it to. It was amazing. Um, I like the promo when Triple H came back. Yeah, that was they, good. They played uh, the Creed song all the time. Yep. But uh, after he came back from injury, and Miz, his was good. You know, it it showed him like he's just standing in front of some TVs, and it's before he fought Cena at WrestleMania, I think twenty seven. And he he's standing in front of the TVs, and Nas's "Hate Me Now" was the song, but it played like Hogan talking, Ric Flair talking, like promos, and then it showed him on what was he on Real World? Yeah, it showed him doing that where he's wearing the little fake belt, and he said, "I'm the Miz," and they're like, "You're crazy, man!" And I'm like, "Yeah, people thought he was fucking insane," and he turned it into his fucking career. Yeah, yeah, he he just shows you that yeah, he wanted to be something, and he fucking did. And it, it, and his wife is smoking hot. I love Maurice. Yeah, well, all those guys have very attractive. Yeah, they do. You're partners. absolutely right. Yeah, but Miz, do uh, you consider him a top talent overall? I think if you're in if you're in a main event versus John Cena, you've made it. Yeah, 
at a WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yes. Now he's a face. Right. Uh, he's no longer a heel. It's He's pretty good as a face, too, but I think they're probably doing that to promote his show because he does have a show, Miz, Miz and Mrs., which is uh, him and Maurice. And the show's actually kind of funny, but he, he just seems like a cool dude. He's a big Cleveland fan. He's a Cleveland guy. Yeah. Him he's and been Dolph on Twitter Ziggler. a lot lately, yeah. Him and Dolph Ziggler are big Cleveland fans. Um, they they love Cleveland, and they're good friends too. So um, you you mentioned your fa- your favorite promos. Do you have any favorite interviews of all time? Uh, I mean the the one that comes to mind right away is when Shawn Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty in the barbershop and okay. put him through the window. I thought that was great. Randy Savage always great. Just never knew what he was going to say, and he was just fantastic. And, um, you know, if you listen to JR's podcast, he talks about a lot about how some of the toughest guys to work with. One was Ultimate Warrior, Jim Helwig. He he was terrible to work with. He was not a good talent, and he, you couldn't understand shit he was saying. No, he's certifiably insane. Yeah. Yeah. He was so bad. But uh, interviews, you know, I mean, anything Macho Man did, Stone Cold was always good. Dwayne was good. Um, Dwayne's Hell in the Cell. Oh, I did it for the rock. Yes. Where he... <laughs> when he knocks out, I'm going to drink a couple of Steve Weisers and do right. this. Yeah, yeah. That was... Listen to some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that interview, uh, like every maybe four or five months, I'll just have to get on YouTube and watch Rock's Hell in the Cell interview. It's the funniest damn thing he did in wrestling. Uh, Other than when he and Mick Foley fought in an empty arena and... During the match, he tells Mick Foley that he's 10 pounds of monkey crap in a five-pound bag. <laughs> so what was it? Here, tell me, and you can talk about this, because I'm going to pull this up. We're going to watch it. Fuck it. Right. We're going to watch it now. You said it was Rock Hell in a Cell promo, right? Yeah, it's his interview. Like, I always thought Mick Foley did really good Mankind interviews, like when he'd, do, when he'd call out to his mommy. That was always good stuff. Jake Roberts, for my money, gave the best interview I've ever seen growing up. Rock, we are less than a week away from one of the biggest challenges. Is that Michael Cole? No. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. This is not Jonathan Coachman. Oh, God. God. So terrible. (laughs) Stops him right there in his tracks. And, again, he was the highest paid actor this year. Finally. Can you see it? I can see it, yeah. Finally, The Rock has come back to New Jersey. He says that because he does not remember the name of the city he's in. I guarantee it. And for the very first time, Kevin Kelly, The Rock, stood right in this arena and called you an ugly hermaphrodite. It's a short. It's a short. Oh, God, he's so fucking great. Still WWF at the time, yeah. And the fact of the matter is this, is that The Rock knows this Sunday night 
He has his work cut out for him. The Rock knows he's got five other guys he's got to compete with. And even if The Rock has got to beat Kurt Angle, which means I'm going to drink a big glass of milk, eat some chocolate chip cookies, and then maybe I'll take three Viagra. <laughs> or maybe The Rock is going to face Rikishi. Beat Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. <laughs> It's like his cousin in real life, too. Yeah, it is. Has got to beat the Undertaker, the American badass. Beat him so bad that one more time he'll raise up. This is the best He's one. Gotta beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, <laughs> and he has a two dollar for life. Uh. <laughs> so you can say hermaphrodite, but you can't say slut. It's fantastic. One more. Stone Cold. Throw on the hat. Love it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which means I gotta get in my I gotta get in my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weiser, listen to some backstreet boys. <laughs> what? Backstreet boys. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, cause the great one said so. Backstreet boys. So I wonder if he was able to do that in I'm one take. Boy, or if they had to like try it a couple of times. I think he's, he probably did it straight One through. This Sunday night, in Armageddon, The Rock is going to do all he can to win the WWF title. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Well, as you can see, so, as you can hear, it's going to be every minute. So, for my money, the Attitude Era is the golden stand, is the oh. gold standard of wrestling. Oh, my God, yes. I don't know. I, I don't care how big... John Cena becomes in, in terms of movie career um, or The Miz because he's done some acting as well. Yeah. You're he's in not, the Marine 27, yeah. Right, but I, I don't know that we, we will ever see the talents that we saw in the late 90s, early 2000s. Everybody in America knew who Rock was. Oh, yeah. Before he even did that stupid Scorpion King movie. Yep. Um, everybody knew who Stone Cold was. Right. Even if they didn't watch wrestling. And I know that, you know, people knew who Hulk Hogan was and Roddy Piper back in the day, but they weren't this big. No. You know, they well, were Hogan, never. Hogan was huge in the 80s and 90s, you know, especially uh, in, when he was at Rocky NWO. Three and No Holds Barred. And, yeah. yeah I, and, I, I mean, he right. was a big guy. He was the draw in wrestling. And in the late 70s and all of the 80s and early 90s, and then he kind of dropped off. And then when he turned heel, he was big again. Right. And then, yeah, but Rock and Stone Cold, for a short period of time, they were larger than life. Yeah. And he lasted, I mean, Hogan lasted for years because nobody else was there. Flair was there, but Flair was in other territories and wasn't big like Hogan. Right. But, I mean, he was huge in these other territories. Hogan was just, I mean, because he was with Vince. That's why. Right. I mean, he was Vince's guy. Him and Vince made wwe yeah and then stone cold 
and The Rock brought WWE back, pushed them over WCW, and that's what made them. That's why they won. Right. Is those two guys? I mean, primarily their, Stone Cold on their backs alone. I mean, really. Um, yeah, and I don't know that we'll ever see that. I mean, that's lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you'll ever get two guys like that for the company at the same time. No. Yeah. No. No. Mm-mm. And you, you think of the guys that were there at the time. I mean, Hogan was still wrestling a little bit, but Undertaker was there. He was he was big, but he wasn't like them. No. But he's been a draw for years, uh, usually at WrestleMania. But, yeah, I agree that you, you can have Undertaker sit out an entire year, just throw him on the card for WrestleMania, and he's good to go. Right. Right. And, and he as, might do okay. As far as his body goes, it's probably, you know, he's good for one match a year at this point. Right. And you've seen those. Everybody probably listening has seen the pictures of him at the airport just looking beat up and bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad, but, you know, it is what it is. He'll come back for all that blood money every time they go to Saudi oh, yeah, Arabia. You, yeah. You give you give Undertaker a um, couple of months, you know, to get his stuff together and. He'll be solid. Right. Right. So uh, SmackDown, we got to cover SmackDown real quick. Uh, Buddy Murphy, who got pushed last week as the guy with Roman Reigns fought him, lost to Roman. It was an accidental push to push him. He actually beat Daniel Bryan clean. So it was a good match. He's coming around. I hope they get rid of his, like, Buddy Murphy's just a shitty name. Just call him Murphy. Why do you Why do you think uh, Roman Reigns has been getting such a push over the last couple of years? I, I as a he's, casual he's been trying observer, to push him four or five years Vince has as a top guy, and maybe he's trying to draw off a Dwayne, you know, and he's Dwayne's family, but people hate Roman. He's not. I there's there's no there there. You know, I'm you yeah. Know what I'm no, I mean? totally agree. There's he's no not a sizzle big, to the steak. No, I I totally agree. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, we'll see. I he's going to keep pushing him. He'll eventually get the title again. Everybody will hate it, but. If Vince steps away and goes more towards XFL and focuses on that, which he should. I asked what's going to happen. Let Shane run it. Let Shane and Stephanie and, and – Just let Triple H run it. Yeah, well, that's prob- I think that's probably happening more than it, – It happens with NXT, and, you know, he's starting to slowly – like now Paul Heyman's able to kind of essentially run with Raw. It's his show. It's becoming more and more of Heyman's. I mean, Vince still gets the final say, but he's listening to Heyman, which that's a big deal. Is he doing most of the writing and the booking then? Heyman's the executive director, but he makes, like, decisions on what's going on. It's a big deal. Like, yeah. he's trying to push it, and he's trying to actually tell a story, which is a problem in the past. Yeah. They'd just be like, oh, here's the story. Where did it come from? Why is it over now? I, nobody right. understands. And he's trying to tell a story. But well, uh, Back in the day, uh, Bischoff and, God, what was the, uh, Russo. Oh, yeah, Vince Russo. Do you know what Russo's process was for for uh, coming Probably up? Probably threw a dart at a board. No, he would watch Jerry Springer and soap operas. I'm not kidding. And then he would put pen to paper and start coming up with his wrestling storylines based off of Jerry Springer and soap operas. I'm not kidding. That's that's terrible. Um, so King of the Ring uh, matches the so. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon have had this rivalry, and he said he'll drop the fine and do this and not suspend him. And But if he does something again or hits a referee, it's going to cost him. So they go through. He goes to fight Elias, and then here comes Shane. His music hits. He comes out, and he walks out, sits by the ringside, gets in the ring, pulls off his coat, and he's got a ref shirt on, so Kevin Owens can't hit him or he'll get fired if he hits a ref. And then Elias like rolls him up one, two, three, like fast, just, just like that. 
over. Elias wins first round. King of the ring. Kevin Owens is out. Uh, Sami Zayn was a guest on Miz TV, and basically he's been getting beat the past few weeks, so he's more of a talker now and helper. And then Shinsuke Nakamura's out and gives the Kinshasa to Miz twice. Okay. Um, Revival beat Heavy Machinery. Charlotte Flair was on Moment of Bliss, and then uh, Bailey came out and pushed her over in her chair. It was boring. And Andrade beat Apollo in the King of the Ring first round. And I think uh, Trouble in Paradise out of nowhere, Kofi got the jump on Randy Orton in the Revival on SmackDown. So that was pretty good, too. And then at the end, they did this whole thing about who hit Roman Reigns. And they said, oh, it wasn't Eric Rowan. So they unmasked this guy. And it's a guy that looks just like Eric Rowan, who's bald and has a big-ass red beard. And I'm like, well, this is getting worse and worse and worse. I don't understand why they're doing this. But that's not Paul Heyman because he's raw. This is SmackDown. It's it's terrible. It is literally terrible. And who's running SmackDown right now? Uh, Vince. Still. You know, Eric Bischoff's the executive director, but they're not going to give him power. There's no fucking way. But that made me think that we got to get to Jeremy's stuff because I know Jeremy had more stuff for wrestling. All right, wrestling topic. I'm sure you'll discuss NXT versus AEW Wednesday Night Wars coming up. How funny is it that USA Network versus TNT yet again after all these years? What is your prediction on who will win the ratings war by the end of the year? I think Vince is a genius putting NXT up against them. They literally have nothing to lose. AEW is supposed to be a minor league NXT. If not, any tiny chance of competing with WWE is over before it began. Brilliant move. I personally think AEW wins the first month just because people want to check it out. But ratings will drop each week until NXT, the better product, will win out. Valid thoughts? I think um, I think AEW is going to dominate it for a while because nobody knows what it is. Several of us know what NXT is. Any yeah. WWE fan that's a legit fan knows what NXT is. It does have better talent. If Vince gets his hands on NXT and ruins it, I think AEW runs with it. If they leave it with Triple H, eventually NXT will take it over because people are going to get sick of, of you know, Dean Ambrose, I mean, they like him, but Jericho and all these same guys at the top, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes and, the and uh, like, Adam Hangman Page is going to fight Jericho for the title, which would be great. But you've got several people, uh, the Jackson, the brothers, and that are at the top with Cody Rhodes and other guys. And it's like, I don't – is Cody Rhodes a big draw? No. You know, there's NXT guys that I think could be bigger draws, and depending on the matches they put on, we'll see. I don't, but he, he's probably right, but I think AEW takes it for more than a month. I think they finish it out with the year. But I think he's right that as long as Triple H can stay there, NXT will eventually take it over. But he's right. What do they have to lose Like by going on TV? No, nothing. I, I do think, though, that if you're going to offer a counter product, you have to you have to separate yourself enough right. to be a draw. I think the, the greatest thing that Paul Heyman did – with ECW to 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 pose a threat to Vince was, you know, he he said we're going to take your product, but we're going to you know bring the fans up close. We're going to just do hardcore matches. We're right. putting people. I mean, he gave us something we hadn't seen in the WWE up to that point. So I don't know what can you do. What can you do that W that NXT is not doing? It'll be NXT pushes the envelope. You know, Triple H knows what he's doing. Um, it, they're going to have to come up with some shit. I don't know what they're going to do, AEW, but it's a, 
it's not WWE. NXT is a product of WWE. So if people know that Triple H is still behind it, I could see it doing better. But this AEW is something completely different, and it's the guys that are not happy. A lot of them are the guys that aren't happy with WWE. I think a big mistake, and uh, I talk about Vegas a lot, but you know, one of the dumbest things Las Vegas ever did was when the economy was bad and they were losing money, was they tried to market themselves as a family-friendly vacation destination, and it blew up miserably because it is absolutely not that. When WWE has gone a more wholesome, family-friendly route, it lost the interest of me, a casual viewer, who used to be a dedicated viewer, right? because there's nothing, I mean, there's no bite to it. And I know that you can only push the envelope so far with basic cable, um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's become a very safe and repetitive uh, brand. Mm-hmm. These, the guys that are, they're new faces rehashing the same storylines that they have been for 30 years. Right. I mean, it's not going to change. Um, so, Jeremy, I can agree. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, but so some things in history. We watched Brock versus Rock last week for summer from SummerSlam 02, and it actually took place on this day, August 25th. Uh, Kurt Angle beat Rey Mysterio. Ric Flair beat Jericho. Edge beat Eddie Guerrero. Christian and Lance Storm beat Booker T and Goldust to keep their tag titles. RVD beat Chris Benoit to win the Intercontinental Championship. Taker beat Test. Shawn Michaels fought Triple H in an unsanctioned street fight almost 30 minutes, and he won. And then, of course, Brock beat Rock for his first title. Yeah, a couple of the names you just read are, are dead. Yeah. It's crazy. When what, you think about it, it's it's nuts. Whatever happened to God, you named him, and I already forgot. Um, the guy with the buzz cut that was Lance Storm. What, whatever happened to him? He's like a, I think he's a trainer now. Uh, he might be with... I don't know if he's with AEW or not. I know we talked about like Dean Malenko last week, who is with AEW. That's a guy who had a shitty character. Lance Storm was not allowed to like yeah. have any personality. I felt bad for him. Yeah. So that's like the big thing that happened on this date years ago. So we can talk about so some birthdays. Uh, if we see any that look good. Ivan Koloff. Now he was born in 1942. I don't know who that is. Uh, Steve Regal. C. Williams' friend. <laughs> See, yeah. Uh, Regis Feldman. Because <laughs> he's part of WWE or wrestling. So Regis Feldman, it's his birthday today. He is 88. Wow. He actually looks pretty good for 88. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that's about it. So that's all I got for this. I don't think... I. Covered everything on here. This day in history, it's interesting. I wanted to go 30 minutes. We've gone 50. Good deal. So that's that's kind of crazy. I don't know how we got 50 minutes in, but it is what it is. So thank you to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, Tim at Verizon, Steph, or Tim at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, and Steve at Savage and Associates. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.